Hello and welcome to the All In Football Fantasy Premier League show with me, your host, Alex Rex, the FPL guru. Joining me today, as ever, is Scott Williams. Um, episode nine of the Fantasy Premier League season, on to game week seven, which was one of the ones that we highlighted at the beginning of the season as a fixture swing for a certain team called Chelsea. So we're going to go through um, position by position this week because a lot of people seem to be pushing the wildcard button again. Uh, and also a lot of people are looking for players that can get into their side for longer term options because quite simply, they're looking at planning for the future and we've actually got some data to work off now, which is a bit more realistic. So how are you today, Scotty? Yeah, I'm very good. Very good, Alex. You know, just um, yeah, another week. Another, I, I didn't think, I, I honestly, I sit here every week and think, you know what, the only way is up for my fantasy team, but you know, it's not. I can keep getting worse. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, feeling good. Just, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, out of the uh, the four of us lads that do the the podcast on on the uh, on the regs, Scott did actually win out of the four of us last season. Just so you all know, uh, and the people who were on the podcast, people were the people who were on the podcast last year do know this. If you're new to it, um, he isn't bad. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those seasons. Um, Let's start off straight away with a review of last week. Um, Saar in goal for Wolves, 14 points. He got an assist. Loads of people have been really excited about this. And just so you're all aware, I think goalkeepers last season totaled two assists between them. Yeah. So there's there's one of the Edison. I think Edison, I think it was Sam Johnston. I'm not double checked that stat, but I'm pretty it sure was, it, was. It, it was. I heard that myself. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you, you've got your assist. Well done. Uh, that, that, I'd be surprised if that happens again. Courtney Hawes, the player who came in for Axwell, Tuan Axwell, Axel, Tuan Zabi, because he couldn't play against Man United, played against Man United. And scored the winner and got 15 points. Girard kicking the uh, kicking the nuts for Man United. Uh, but he was a top scoring player of the week. Cancelo with 12. Big that. Um, Michael Keane with eight, which is a bit one of those. Double Arsenal midfield. Saka and Smith Rowe. We've seen some really great value come from Arsenal's midfield, and we will be touching on that briefly. And both of those guys for me are options if you are looking at making uh, making wildcard changes. Our boy Decore. Yes. What Eleven a player. points. What a player! He looks looks so consistent. I mean, I know Everton's fixtures have been pretty easy so far compared to some of the other ones to come, but I think he's done brilliantly. Uh, Townsend on penalties. Who saw that coming? Um, Ten points. Mope with nine, and our man Jamie Vardy, the boy we called for a two-week punt or even a three-week punt. Uh, he scored a hat trick. Well done, <laughs> Vardy. Uh, two in one goal and one in the wrong one, mm-hmm. but still uh, eleven points for Vardy. So um, three at the back there again. Did you did you miss out the boy Janelt? Oh Janelt, you're right. I did miss yes. out the boy Janelt. I apologise. <laughs> Janelt in midfield. Three. I was like, I, I went through then. I thought that I've done three. I was like, do is it three four three or three five two? It's a three five two formation. Yeah, and Janelt with ten points. Um, I, what did he end up get? What what were his points come from? What did he end up getting in the game? Um... Brighton, isn't it? Um, Brentford. I'm. I meant Brentford. Um, did he get assists? I don't know. Must have got. Here we go. I'm on. I'm on the app. Let me have a look. I'm here. Go, for you. Uh, come back to us on that one because I, I. I don't know where he got his. Oh, here we on. go. Um, he didn't score any goals. He didn't get any assists, and he got free bonus. That's really tackles. <laughs> well, oh, that, that's crazy. But well, fair enough. Whatever. There he is doing his thing. Um, in terms of chip usage. So um, usage in the of the wild card for the top ten k in game week six was only one point two nine percent, three point nine percent overall. The total usage for the game so far thirty six point seven percent of players have wild carded so far. I love the eleven percent who have triple captained, love them. The seven point seven percent who have free hitted are never sticking around for the long term. Um, do not use your free hit until later on in the season anybody who's listening to this podcast there will be a game week probably around game week 30 looking at the fixtures and the schedules where you will you will probably need it uh, to help plan around and to maximize those fixtures probably worth an extra 20 30 points for you at that time sometimes uh, and the bench boost total usage of 5.72 uh, so yeah it's um we've seen quite a heavy usage of the wild card one in three players have used it so far 
And that's the same for me, you and Tom, actually, isn't it? Because only you've used it so far, Scott. And I think uh, we're going to be seeing Tom use it this week. Uh, And I haven't used mine yet. I can see that. I can see that overall total creeping towards 15 after this weekend, I reckon. You're completely right. Over the next two game weeks, I think we might even see that number get 50 to 60% of players because I think a lot of people, even the, the, the people who play this pretty seriously, um, have been planning wild cards around this time. Captaincy numbers, really close between Ronaldo and Salah this week, 32 and 30%. That was the big swing, really, for the game week for a lot of people. Uh, if you captain Salah, you got 14 points. You captain Ronaldo, you got four. So it's that's your, your big difference maker. It was for me this week. That was the difference between a red arrow and a green arrow in about 100,000 places. It's so tightly packed. But I went for Ronaldo and, uh, and got it wrong. Um, Fernandez, uh, no points. This isn't the worst penalty I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Antonio, lucky probably to stay on the pitch potentially, but ended up getting the 90th minute uh, goal to, to win against Leeds at 2-1. Um, Var, uh, Lukaku with two points and then Vardy our man that was shouted out with 11 um, 3, 3% owned I would just say something on Mikhail Antonio we, we do say the eye test quite often and you don't need really the eye test from Mikhail Antonio this season you can just look at the points but um, obviously Tom that does this usually with us did go to the game at Ellen Road and he says yes Antonio is in my team for the rest of the season now he's an absolute machine he just looks threatening every time he gets the ball so I mean, that's just an unbelievable shot for Antonio, isn't it? It really is, considering Tom was watching the, the, through the eyes of a Leeds fan. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's a, a huge shout-out. Uh, in terms of the All-In Podcast League, um, we're looking at Gavin Webb still being top, 45 points. I lost ground by six points on him, so I'm in second place at this very moment in time. Jack still third, pod team in fourth. A couple of green arrows for Sandy Punjan in fifth and Martin Wheel in sixth. Poor Jeff Belcher down to seventh. Um, and then we've got Adrian Chippendale, David Byrne and Dimple Hunjan, the new entry to the league, um, rounding out our top 10. 39 points wasn't the best week. Um, but big shout out has to go to our manager of the week. And he's a, he's a contributor to the show in terms of the amount of questions he sends in. And it's Callum Burnett with his team. Glasgow, don't even know how to say that. Is that Gobbies? Gobbies, yeah. Yeah, Gobbies. Glasgow Gobbies. Uh, he the 67 points, fantastic week. And I'm just going to take this very, very quick moment to say Salah captain, Decore in midfield. Um, great shout, of course, by us. But Ben Rama, Jota and Rafinha. Lukaku and Vardy up front with 11 points. Marcel, TAA, Alexander-Arnold. And Liveramento at the back, Sanchez in goal. And he's got Backman, Dennis Duffy and Williams on the bench. Fantastic week for Callum. Huge green arrow for him. Um, and hopefully he can keep pushing on from there. I think he wildcarded last week. So this is the second week of that team. And um, I just wanted to quickly screen grab for podcast listeners. You won't be able to see this, of course. But for YouTube watchers, um, his team for the next couple of weeks. And actually, it looks relatively well set. Of course, you've got Salah and Jota there with Man City, Watford, then Man United. But obviously, Lukaku is a great captaincy option. Vardy's decent for the next few weeks anyway, as well, if he wants to go with them. Um, midfield, Ben Rama, nothing to be afraid of of Everton away and Spurs at home for this uh, this West Ham side. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the look of it. And if he can, I think if he can bank a transfer and keep it rolling, he uh, he's got a, a really good really good grounding to uh, to push on from. So well done to uh, well done to Callum. Tom's not on the podcast this week. Um, and yeah, the best week out of the three of us. So uh, tough cookies, mate. Uh, we're just going to skip over your team really quick. 59 points. No one cares. And we're going to go on to yours, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> 26 points. Oh, wow. Please talk about your game week for the podcast listeners. Go through your team. Uh, go for it very quickly. Uh, Sanchez and goal. Quite interestingly, just looked at Sanchez. I just thought, you know, generic two points. He actually got a bonus point. Didn't get any save points, so I thought that's very weird. Then he got booked after 90 minutes, didn't he? Yeah. So that's <laughs> so that's jokes. Uh, yeah, Duffy and Liveramento. Yeah, whatever. Duffy looks fairly, um, you know, scary from corners, though, still. Trent, yeah, it's, I've done really well with Trent. So a couple of weeks ago, I took him, I panicked because I was like, Trent's amazing. He's doing, it's in everyone's teams. He's getting, he's so dangerous. Took a minus four to get him in. Didn't play that week because he was ill. And then now he's got one point and he's injured. 
So that was, that was a great time. And time, our time has been spot on this year. I can't believe that's happened still. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's not gone well with Trent there. Yeah, Sissoko, two points. He would have had an assist if the light King goal, um, you know, stood, but it was offside. Traore, Traore, is, um, yeah, he's soon to be coming out of my team. He's gone out of the starting lineup, hasn't he, as well? So he's definitely coming out. Salah, yeah, didn't captain him. That was a mistake. Greenwood, poor game, uh, as did Man United. Dennis, Lukaku, Ronaldo, terrible, terrible, terrible. That's that story of, of of Trent just gets me every time. Um, thirty nine points for me and a red arrow down to one hundred and seventy k. Uh, first red arrow of the season. Glad I bragged about green arrows last week. Deserved that one, didn't I? Uh, Sanchez in goal, two points. Trent Shaw, Livramento, one zero and two points. Salah, Rafinha, Greenwood, Ben Ramos, Sissoko, Ronaldo, captain, and Antonio for eight. And then Tony on the bench for an assist with five points. Ben White and then Backman and Ailing also sitting on the bench as well, both who didn't feature. Uh, all in pod team, 48 points above the average of 43. So we did well this week. Um, and we didn't make any transfers. We had some money in the bank and we did our transfers on Saturday night to beat the price rises. If anyone saw that post on Instagram, you've already seen our team, but I'll save it for you guys till the end of the show. Uh, Sanchez in goal, Trent Livermento and Shaw, Jota, Salah Benrahma, Greenwood, Rafinha, Antonio and Dennis in instead of Tony. Um, anyway, there you go. White and Ailing as well on there, but you know, Tony against Liverpool thought they were, uh, thought it might be, but Tony just proved himself in that game to me that he can play against anybody, to yeah. be honest. That, that game actually made up our mind in terms of taking out Dennis instead of Tony for the transfer that we've made this week to, I mean, it's no secret, we've obviously brought in Lukaku, um, but the rest of it I'll show you guys later on. Um, oh, right, fixtures already. Well, I'm going to then take us to the reason for this week's podcast, which is to have a brief talk through every position. We're going to try and go through them as fast as we can do to just identify the best options in each one and hopefully then cover off your questions at the same time as we go through them position by position. So for um, podcast listeners, you won't be able to see all of the preparation that I've done for this section. Every single one of these, I've got I've done a, a piece of A4 that I'm going to struggle to read myself, but I wrote down all of the different options. So let's start with goalkeepers. Scott. If you were wildcarding today, who would your goalkeepers be? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm very much similar to you, Alex. I, I think just two 4.5 keepers for me. Um, you know, they're proven already this season. They can get bonus points. They can get, um, you know, get, get save points as well. Um, I just think it's too too much money locking up. Um, one of them would definitely probably be Aaron Ramsdale at 4.5 yeah. million. Week in, week out, is playing now, cementing themselves as the number one pick for Arsenal. And Arsenal look like they've got the, you know, got the stuff together, which is good. Um, and then I'd probably go for um, either, um, what do we call Sarkar? How much is Sar? Five, five, yeah. Uh, so potentially Sar, just because Wolves have looked pretty solid this season, actually. Um, um, but no, I, I, I wouldn't look far away from um, Sanchez. Um, at Brighton because again looking pretty solid I think in terms of keepers when you're looking at the higher end stuff I mean Mendy Mendy's got 28 points this season Um, so yeah 28 points a season Edison 34 Allison 34 and there is a debate on do you go for one of these players in your team and then uh, like Ben Foster if Backman is injured Mm. Um, and what happened in the season last season for Watford in the championship was Foster was number one. Foster got injured. Batman came in and Batman kept his place. Yeah. So if that's the attitude of the manager, then there's a there's a, a, a shout to say that Foster now, everyone who had him in from game week one and he hadn't played anything, might be sitting pretty with a four million keeper. Um, you could pair him with a, 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 a high-end option. Uh, just... Quickly on this one, Allison. No, there's too much value in the outfield players compared to himself. Um, I, I think obviously Larissa has shown himself to be a flash in the pan in that sense. Mendy, there's that ridiculously weird potential rotation, and you can't have that around a six million goalkeeper with Kepper. 
Um, so if you were going to go outside of, yeah, Saar maybe an option, De Gea maybe an option, but he's not right now with a wild card. Man United have not, for me, Man United's not been an option defensively for two seasons. They leak a goal, they leak an annoying goal every game, it seems. So frustrating. Um, and, and everyone talks about Martinez as well because he faces a lot of shots and hoovers up quite a lot of bonus points. Um, but again, he's 5.5, he's too expensive. I think if you are not going to go for a 4.5 million goalkeeper and you're going to go for an expensive one, I think your option's Edison. Um, yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the only option I see outside of a 4.5 million goalkeeper personally. Um, or 4.6, of course, because some of these guys are 4.6 million. Uh, David Raya being one of them. Uh, Geiter at 4.5 million. Uh, he's got 24 points. Just looking at the defence, and if you... Again, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Quickly. Geiter, I would have him over his defenders. I'd probably have Ethan Pinnock over Raya, and I wouldn't double up on either of them. So if I was going to have a Brentford player in the defensive seven players within my team, it'd be Pinnock. And if it was going to be a defensive player in my seven for Geiter being the two keepers and the five defenders, obviously you have in your fantasy team, it would be it'd be Geiter over any of the defenders. Even though the centre-backs look good, but none of them are picking up any bonus points or really getting forward with a flat-back four. So um, Sanchez, yeah, I think he's a top top keeper to, to have in your team. So I think I actually really rate him. And he rotates well with Ramsdale. So I think if I was going to have the two of them in right now, it would be Sanchez and Ramsdale. Um, ridiculously, Ramsdale's kept two clean sheets and obviously conceded one. He made an amazing save. That was world-class at the end. Ridiculous. Um, great save. But yeah, in terms of, you can see here from the from the numbers, um, these five keepers, Raya Geiter, McCarthy, uh, Sanchez and Ramsdale are in a, an absolute league of their own. I just don't trust Southampton central defenders. Um, I think they, they could look quite weak. McCarthy might pick up some save points, but out of those five, picking two of them, be uh, Ramsdale and Sanchez. Um, and then, yeah, don't rule out Foster. But that's looked at on that side. And also Ramsdale, only 2.4% owned. I would, I would say on Ramsdale as well. Um, I've always kind of joked a little bit saying, you know, he's, he's, he's the luckiest man alive. He's been, he's been, you know, relegated a few times. Just watching that Spurs game and apparently the game before as well, he really impressed me. Not just like um, his saves and sort of distribution that. It was just how well he seemed to command that back four. Yeah. Um, and it already seems like they've got a better relationship than they had with Leno. So I, I can I'm, I'm, I might bring him in myself because like I can say I can see some good good points coming and if he keeps whipping saves out like that they'll be bonus galore won't they? Yeah, and his, his fixtures do look decent for the uh, for the short term as well. It has to be said. Uh, d- defensively, structure wise, so this has been a really big debate in the FPL community uh, about do you go big at the back and do you play with a back four or and then Livramento as your fifth. Or do you go for three at the back and then have, for example, a I'm, I'm saying Ben White, but or Shane Duffy, and then a Livermento as well. Basically, every single wildcard team or every single draft I've seen has got Livermento because he's 4.2 million. He's he's an absolute no-brainer enabler in your team. So, it, if you haven't got him, I won't worry about it. He's not going to do you in. Some famous last words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finally scores a goal at some point, but he's a great enabler. It's all about who would you pick looking at the fixtures moving forward. And the two main teams are what we talked about last season, last season, last week, as um, Man City and Chelsea. So looking at the top three performing defenders, Cancelo, Diaz and Alonso are the three highest scoring defenders this, this term. Um, Trent, someone we've got to talk about. Have you, have you heard anything more about Trent? No joke, all jokes aside, Scott. <laughs> Um, only only from Cully, so yeah. Cully, Cully has put in that he reckons um, he'll probably miss this game, and then obviously they've got the international break, and then he'll probably be back after that. So he looks like he's only missing. I mean, the city game anyway. So it's it's not the end of the world. I don't think for Trent owners. I think it makes a really big difference that if he just misses City, I'm not bothered. Like, mm-hmm. but if he misses Watford, then after that he's got Man United, Brighton, and West Ham. And then Arsenal. Now, don't get me wrong, he, he's, he's in my team pretty much all day, every day. Um, but just, I would just say he's, he's, he's the sort of player who it doesn't matter who he faces, he's still there, he's always an option. 
Yeah. I think if I was looking at Trent now and I was wildcarding now with the information I have, I'd still keep him and I'd still have him in my wildcard team. But if he came out on Friday that Klopp says that he's injured for a longer period of time, um, it could be, it's an indefinite time, then obviously he would, he would come out. But th- that's the, the, the Trent situation for me. Um, Chelsea, top of this. Are you, Lukaku is an obvious one, but two Chelsea defenders, what do you think? Three at the back, four at the back? The Chelsea, two Chelsea, one City. What are your thoughts, Scott? Well, if I had to have defenders then, did you say? Yeah, would you go four at the back? Would you go three at the back? Would you, if let's just say Trent's in, let's just say Trent's in, yeah. then would you have a Chelsea and a City player with him? Would you have two Chelsea players? Would you have um, two Chelsea players and a City player in Liveramento? Like, what, what do you think? I would, I mean, I'd personally, um, you see my team, I'd none of them. But if I was normal, <laughs> um, I would have, um, I'd probably have one of each. Um, I wouldn't have two of each just because they both rotate so often. I'd have um, Diaz because Diaz is the one city player that doesn't seem to get rotated. Um, and then for Chelsea, I'd, I'd, just, I'd, I'd just have to have Alonso because I'll say it every week, he doesn't play defence. He's always there. Like he's the amount of times he's like attacking the box is ridiculous, and I think he's actually going to be, you know, getting more points um, than he is. If I'm well, his expected goal involvement right at one point eight. There's only Luke Shaw and Trent Trent Smiles out in front, but yeah. they're the only ones that are close to him really. Um, and then expect. I love how Michael Keane's expected points are up here at twenty eight point three, which is great for him. Um, ben Mee's a really weird one in here, by the way. But obviously, he must have a lot of chances from corners. Yeah, yeah. He he, he looks dangerous on every single corner. I think yeah. that's what I mentioned a few weeks. Ago. He looks so good. He really does. And and Roman Saez is another guy. Like a lot of people overlooked him as a player to potentially have in your team. He's only one percent owned in the game. But if you were going to look at a Wolves defender, actually his ICT index, I'll say it for Tom, he's not here. He's the highest out of any of the Wolves players. So, and his expected points, expected goal involvement is the highest again. So he's somebody to potentially consider. Semedo's under there. But I, I, what, Semedo just looks like he's, he doesn't understand what's going on with his own feet sometimes. <laughs> he's a bit weird. Uh, yeah, your structure at the back, not to labour the point too much, but Trent, Keep an eye out on the news. Really important. But if he's only going to miss a City game, still have him in your team. Because if you don't have him in your team, he's really hard to get back in unless you've left the funds available. <laughs> you have to take a minus four pretty much every time to be able to do so. Because you have to get the money from elsewhere. Um, your options really are either Diaz, and Cance- Diaz or Cancelo. Cancelo is the more flary option. A bit more exciting. Higher XG, XGI involvement. Um, but potential for rotation only because of the Zinchenko-Walker situation. Um, Ruben Diaz has only got four points less than him this season. Um, Sorry, five points less than him this season. Uh, And he's pretty much nailed on to start every single time. So it depends if you want to have a bit of a gamble or not. Over the Christmas... One thing I will say on this, I'm I'm waffling on a little bit, but if you're wildcarding now, you don't want to be wasting loads of transfers on your keepers and your defenders. And one of the things, and I know it, the Christmas period is something you do have to think about here. You don't want to be spending money on moving players around and, and minus fours. Diaz should play every game over the Christmas period. Cancelo's the type of guy who'll probably get dropped for one, maybe two of those games. Now, I know that's a far reaching thing to think about in your head but it's just a little bit a little bit more nailed is Diaz anyway that's a lot more relevant when it comes down to the Alonso versus Rudiger battle and especially Alonso versus Aspilicueta because Aspi is the club captain and now Reese James is injured he can play in two of the positions at the back easily enough and Rudiger seems like the type of player who's going to play every week Alonso is the type I'm, I'm really torn between glitz and glamour of Cancelo and Alonso and a bog standard boring, but they're probably going to play every week of Aspilicueta and Diaz. <laughs> it's it's a it's a real anyway. Play play for fun. Go Diaz and Alonso. Uh, Livermento, the other guy at the back. And if you want to go someone cheap, you can go White. You can go. <sighs> Looking at the fixtures, Leeds have got, but I won't trust their defence as far as I can throw them. Probably a Wolves defender yeah. for the time being. Roman size looks like a fun option, but it's probably a little bit too much money. Maybe go for someone like Marcel. Um, do not go for Brandon Williams. He doesn't know how to kick a ball. 
and they just target the left hand side all the time. Every player, yeah, every, he every, looks every so bad. If they play on the right hand side for the team that um, Norwich are about to play, if you're going for a one week punt this week, that's one of the questions. By the way, Burnley play Norwich. I mean, if Chris Wood's ever going to get a hat trick and an assist again, yeah, <laughs> this will be this will be this will be the week Jack's getting him in. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's gonna Jack's got Chris Wood in for a one-week punt and he's gonna wild card in game week eight. I've already seen exactly what he's gonna do. Yeah. Um and it's gonna come off. So we're keeping an eye on his team. Uh, to move on to uh midfielders. So if you're gonna go for three at the back, then fine. You need to make sure you've got five playing midfields. If you're gonna go for four at the back, then it it kind of depends if you're gonna go for a four-three-three or a four-four-two. Now, my advice on this one to stick my neck out on it is to probably only play no matter what your formation is at the moment for midfielders and to have three strikers. And the reason for that being is that there's a lot more value in that fifth midfielder because they, they are constantly playing. There's a lot more options in there and value players because then spread your funds around through the rest of your team. You'll find yourself, if you're stuck with a, a periker on your bench from Watford who's up front, you're just stuck with a 4.5 million forward who's never going to kick a ball. And as the season goes on, you're going to need these substitutes, as we found out a couple of weeks ago. So my advice is to invest in either one cheaper midfielder who plays every week. I've got Sissoko for an example, but someone like Smith Rowe at 5.3 now is really looking like an option that you could get on board with. And then you can invest the money in 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 the in the rest of the team. And if you if you're going to go four at the back, don't be afraid to have Sissoko and Smith Rowe for an example. Um, but there's there's some real real value in midfield anyway at this very moment in time. What budget midfield? What value midfields have caught your eye, Scotty? Yeah, like, like he's not getting many points. You've just mentioned there Sissoko, um, but he it does look dangerous, and he is getting forward for Watford, and they do they do seem to play quite in a you know excited brand of football as well. They, that I don't. I think there's been a fair few goals in their games. Um, I, 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 what what we're talking about budget? What these guys here? Yeah, six point five um, or below. Connor Gallagher. Connor Gallagher. He's he. I tell you now, what a player he is and is going to be. Every time I've seen him on Monday, um, he was the best player on the pitch for me um, against Brighton. I thought he was fantastic. He looks he, he looks kind of like a Jack Grealish a little bit. The way he sort of moves around the football, caresses it, gets into those little pockets of space and really links the play up. And I can see Zaha really enjoying playing with him as well. Um, he's quite excited. And Palace, from nowhere, have gone from this, everyone's written them off. So actually, they're not bad to watch now. Um, so he's certainly one. Rafinha's chipping in. Obviously, it's a few, you know, point. Uh, point um, eight million more though for that, and yeah, Ishmael Assar as well. He's 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 looking really excited. Stay away from Trincao and Traore for me. As much as they look like they're going to do something, they're just not. And you need that guaranteed sort of end product there. I think. Yeah, you absolutely do. And if I extend this just up to to seven million for an example, just so I can bring in Zaha and uh, and Ben Rama, just because I think they're important players to bring in here. Um, in spe- expected goal involvement, four point three. Um, for Saar so far, 3.8 for Gallagher um, and 3.5 for Ben Rama, 3.4 for Rafinha, 3.1 for Zaha. Um, I've seen some some people who have decided that they're going to go with Salah and then it's a choice of Gallagher or, or Zaha, um, Rafinha, and then like Ben Rama and then it's a choice of like Decore and Gray. There's there's so much option, there's so much option, so many options at this cheaper bracket. Yeah. Um, I wrote down a list of players uh, here, and I think I wrote on, I wrote on 34 when I was doing my preparation for this podcast, and only 10 of them were over seven million. It just just shows how exciting I think the Premier League is this season. You've got a lot of players that have got big potential, haven't you? And that look good. Um, Definitely. So- uh, Arsenal, just for yourself, Saka, Emil Smithrow, or Erdegaard. Um, who would you pick out the three of them if you're wildcarding today? Uh, I'd pick Saka. I'd pick the person that I took out my fantasy draft team a few weeks ago. <laughs> he'd done nothing, and then he got an assist, and then he got an assist and a goal. So I would bring in Saka. He's he looked good at the start of the season, but didn't have that end product. But now he's getting that end product. Uh, so for me, him just ahead of Smithrow, 
Um, but yeah, don't rule out Odegaard. Like he was the best player probably in the last season, wasn't he? So I, I think I think he's probably the, one of the most important players of Thomas Party for that team. But yeah. as a fantasy option, I don't think he's he's anywhere near as good. I think it depends on budget. Yeah, Saka probably my preference, but Smith Rowe being number two. Keep an eye out on Douglas Louise at four point five million for Villa. He offers really good value if you want an enabler. Um, and Leon Bailey when he decides if he's fit or not, six point four million. He's zero point six percent owned, and I just think keep an eye on him. He's definitely on the watch list for me. And Buemo's on the watch list as well from Brentford uh, um, and at 5.5 million. And he's only, I think, 0.5 or 0.8% owned. He's really lowly owned. He's less than 1% owned. I've seen a lot of love for Kovacic. And I know Kante's got COVID now, so Kovacic is, mm. is going to play. But I cannot see his stats being sustainable. If you look at his, I'm looking at the the XGI here, uh, for an example, if I extend this down to, to, to 20 players, um, I don't think he even makes the list. No, he doesn't make the list of top 20 players with expected goal involvement at that level and, and that price bracket. Um, I just don't see him as a long-term option. There he is, 18th in terms of expected points out of players in that bracket. Don't use up a Chelsea spot when you can have two defenders and Lukaku on Kovacic. Just I think he had that, he had that one free game where he got a goal and an assist, was it? Yeah. And then, and then he did some of the next game. But yeah, I, I would agree. You, you're wasting money there for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a big stay away because you're also wasting a Chelsea spot um, when you can maybe double up on their defence. Uh, Gallagher and Zaha, I think, I think they're both worth watching. Zaha on penalties now, even though Milivojevic was on the pitch. Mm. So he's only scored two goals this season. They're both in penalties, am I right? Uh, yes, both yeah. of them being pens. Yeah, Spurs who won, wasn't it? Yeah, so let's be honest, he's, he's not delivering from outfield yet. Classic, classic Zaha, really. I think if he hadn't had the two penalties this season, I'd be sitting there going classic Zaha, but he's now on penalties, so he's, he's potentially an option. But if I, again, if I was going to go for one of the two of them, it'd be Gallagher right now, 100%. Not even, not actually even that close. Yeah. Decore and Gray, I'd go for Decore personally, but um, I think me and you are in the minority, Scott, in terms of the FF community. A lot of people want to go for Gray because he's in more advanced positions. Um, but I prefer Decore as an option. Yeah, um, personally. I think there's no chances getting to talk about that team either for, for anyone. I agree entirely. I'm going to, uh, obviously, Rafinha at Leeds, going to throw a name out here for people. Uh, Yuri Tielemans, 6.4 million. Um, he's only 4.4% owned. He is so important to that midfield for Leicester. It's actually a little bit insane. So, yeah, again, I'm not going to, I'm not saying bring him in, but he is here in terms of expected points. I think he's 11th or 12th or on the list in terms of expected points. His expected goal involvement is, is relatively low, but expected assists is, 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 decent so just keep an eye on Tielemans um, I wouldn't be speaking I mean he's done my watch list won't be bringing him in but he's on the watch list uh, City midfielders <laughs> Torres Grealish KDB is back mm. 11.9 million 1.6% owned and Phil Foden playing false nine at 7.9 million and 0.9% owned if you dare enter the pet roulette all the best um, yeah. I genuinely, I'd just go for Grealish right now because I, I can't. I think KDB is too much of an uh, an expensive gamble at the moment in terms of his fitness, and Grealish is the only one that's played every game so far this season. KDB is not looked quite himself either. I don't think. No, he's not. Uh, Greenwood, Pogba, and Fernandez at United were obviously on the list, but again, I wouldn't go for any of them right now. Pogba's done his usual thing of being amazing in two games and not <laughs> that good in the rest of them. And Greenwood. To the two being too selfish as a team, taking too many shots, not feeding each other in. And that Villa game as a United fan, it was incredibly frustrating. Two or three opportunities with just one more pass. And I think yeah. we'd have won that game relatively comfortably. But again, then you get uh, then you get the offside decision, which was uh, lovely and consistent from VAR compared to the Leicester Brighton game. Anyway, uh get, get obviously James Ward Prowse, I think someone else who you can keep an eye on. Um, I did have a question this week about Son. And it's, you know, if, if I was going to go for a Spurs player, it would be Son right now, if I was going to go for any of them. Um, but even looking at their fixtures, Villa at home, Newcastle away, half-decent fixtures, then West Ham, Man United and Everton as three, and then Leeds at home straight after. Um, is, is, is the person that asked that question, have they been asleep for, um, since like game week two or something? I think they, they missed the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
still he scored against Arsenal and, and, and you know at the end of the day he's too much of an expensive gamble so don't touch him because the team aren't performing well enough so that's the, the long story short on it but if you're obviously going to invest in Spurs right now then you, you would you would you would go for Son um, Sars coming to the end of his uh, I'm flicking back and forth here Sars come to the end of his good fixtures now he's got Liverpool and Ever- Liverpool um, at home Everton away Southampton then Arsenal and Man United if you've got Sar right now, obviously keep him for Leeds. But yeah. then after that, you might cash in on his value because there's opportunities to move off him. Um, but yeah, um, and obviously let's not even talk about Traore uh, and any of those guys. But I think if you're looking at a structure of a team right now, there aren't any real players that are 7, 7.5, 8 million that stand out. No. that stick out as someone I want to invest in. I kind of like, even though it's really inflexible, which does annoy me, but I do like the Salah plus four other players that go with him that are all performing well. For example, Rafinha, Ben Rama, Decore and Gallagher, just for an example. Um, but have a look at that in terms of your structure. Let's move on to forwards, Scotty. Mm. Um, let's... Uh, I've, you might cover it, but I've got a question actually about forwards. But I'll see if you cover it. No, fire, fire away. Fire no, away. well, it, I, it was, I, I it was, had no structure on forwards. Yeah, so well, <laughs> I'm just looking at my team. So my obviously gamble when I wildcarded a few weeks ago was I, I wanted Lukaku and Ronaldo in. Yeah. Now looking at Ronaldo and looking obviously he, he he bagged a few goals, but looking at how Man United themselves have played the last few games have not been great, and Man United's fixtures are not brilliant at all coming up mm-hmm. right now. Um, so for for me, one of the things I was maybe thinking doing was actually taking Ronaldo out um, and one of my midfielders and then get a better midfielder in because uh, I've got two free transfers this week. Um, I was just wondering what the thought process of that might be. It's in, it's interesting because it it, it depends it depends who you were thinking about bringing in in, in the midfield. So um, you take Ronaldo out. Yeah, you can definitely definitely can do that, but it's just yeah. Who, which midfielder would you think about bringing in? Um, Rafinha, maybe. Leeds have got good fixtures. Um, I, I don't. I think for, for, when I looked at your team, I think if you take the money out of Ronaldo, I feel like you need to invest it in the defense. Defense, yeah. And look at Chelsea's Chelsea's run. And because you are a little bit further down in the league at the moment, I'd 100% be going for Alonso if I was with you because his ceiling is way, way higher. Yeah. Like he can definitely get two goals in a game. So I'd be looking at probably the Brandon Williams or maybe Eric Dyer, someone like that out and Alonso in. And then you're in the striker position, then looking at somebody who's got good fixtures for, for the foreseeable. Um, yeah. There's quite a lot, I mean, of options in terms of strikers because... Obviously, Chelsea leads Bamford's out, which is frustrating. Southampton, Armstrong, decent. But now Jimenez is off the mark. His goal mm. was unbelievable. Such a good goal, wasn't it? Again. So some... much composure showed for someone who's not scored for nearly a year as well. Yeah. I mean, someone did right. You can tell it wasn't a header. But whatever. Fine. Um, that's a very cynical point of view on it, I think. If you wanted to go f- to try and get on somebody early at 4.8% owned... Oof. Jimenez is a good differential and he does that. does look very good. He's not going to get dropped for anybody. They don't have Europe this season either. Um, I it, Again, when I'm looking, I, I'm not talking, when we're talking about gambles, we're talking about differentials here. Like you've got Salah covered, you've got Lukaku covered, you've got Trent covered, obviously, if he's if he's fit. You've got these big hitting players um, within your team. Have you, have you got Ben, ben Rama in your team? Oh. You got fun, hasn't you? So, it, but it, within that side, you've got pretty much every every player that's like in ridiculous form, other than Antonio. Yeah, and that's the only other person that you. I mean, you could even take a minus four and mini wildcard at this point and get Dennis out. Can you afford Antonio and Jimenez, and then Alonso at the back? I don't know if you can or not in terms of the, in terms of funds, but these are the sorts of things that I'd be. Mm-hmm playing around with because also when you look at your midfield that you've got and I've clicked off it look at midfield you've got Salah you know Greenwood's fine for the next couple of games Everton and, and Leicester um, Sissoko as an enabler is fine 
But Traore and Fornells, I actually think Fornells still isn't a bad shout, actually. Yeah. I think he's been unlucky not to get more points. I know Ben Ram is probably the better option looking at the, the amount of returns he's got. But if you wanted to but Traore as a midfielder, you know, you can afford to bench him. And then you can go three, four, three. Yeah. Affordability wise. But that's why I'd be playing around with anyway as well. I will do. Um strikers in in general. Um I think I think my thing really quickly, and this is something yeah. you've said the other day, Alex was, and I smart been thinking about is having Salah, Ronaldo, Lukaku is great, but at the end of the day, you can only make one of them your captain every week. Yeah, and you know what? If Ronaldo scores and I'm not captain, that's all well and good. But Ivan Tony could score. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds quite simple. Like someone else could score, of course they could. But you want to obviously have your big players that you're going to captain most weeks, and. Yeah. Like if I've got Lukaku and um, Salah, they're probably going to be my captains every week. And then potentially, like I say, I, I wouldn't even look past having a Marcus Alonso as a captain. The amount he gets forward, I'd be tempted maybe one week to do that as well. So something I probably learned early on in that is not having too many big hitters because you do get restrained by the fact that you can't make them all captain, unfortunately. Yeah, it's um, it, it really is a, a key thing. When you look at the the fixtures this week, obviously Brentford at home for, for West Ham could be an option for Antonio, but it, it's Southampton against, for Chelsea. It's Lukaku this week. You, you, you're not going to captain Ronaldo this week against Everton. You're not going to captain him against Leicester or Liverpool or Spurs or... Man City, you won't captain Ronaldo again until game week 12. Mm. And that's when it's Watford away. So I don't think in turn he's going to be a massive loss to you because if he's going to score, I mean, I've I've transferred him out this week for Lukaku. He's not in not my thoughts, Ronaldo now until maybe game week 12. Because I don't think in any of those games, I mean, we look at the fixture ticker, they're bottom here. Mm. I don't think in any of these games here he's, he's going to get more than one goal. Yeah. And one assist. So if you're going to free up the funds from somebody, I think he's the man to free up the mm-hmm. funds from. Whereas Lukaku, for me, you're going to captain him there. You, um, when I did, I did my captaincy matrix again, and I'll, I'll have a, look, a good look at that over the for the future for over the for the international break. But Lukaku is you probably a captain in seven. He's definitely a captain in nine. Yeah. He's pretty much almost certainly a captain in ten. I mean, because Liverpool with Brighton. He's definitely a captain in 11 against Burnley. So, um, and what's going 12, Leicester away. So he is your captain in four out of the next five games, almost definitely. It's yeah. just it's just game, it's just game week eight, where you probably go with Salah at Watford over him at Brentford. Yeah. So because you know, Brentford just look much better than Watford do. So actually, next games, I'm gonna go Lukaku, Salah, Lukaku, Lukaku, Lukaku for captain. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I agree with that entirely. And I think that brings on to forward chat really well, actually, because if I'm putting a team together right now in a wild card, I'm going Antonio Lukaku plus one. And and, and it's the plus one that is the real debate. Uh Ivan Tony, I think, looks fantastic. I think he looks like a, a great player at 6.3 and a great enabler. Uh, Watkins, I think, looks really good at 7.3. But again, I, I probably wouldn't touch him so far. Um, it was 1.5% owned, but still. Mope, weirdly, is delivering, but I wouldn't touch him either. Again, 2.9% still. I don't think he's, he's shown his consistent, consistency yet. Um, Chris Chris Wood, uh, 6.8%, 6.8 million, 1.5% owned. Um, Rodrigo for a short-term option, if Bamford's out for a long time, 6.3 million. Bleeds going forward. They look relatively dangerous. I know Tom showed me one of his wildcard drafts and he was in it. Uh, Vardy, he'll inevitably get overlooked Well, Vardy because he's too expensive pretty much. And also he's sort of banging the middle of the road in terms of fixture. He's got one good, one bad, one good, one bad, one good, one bad <laughs> fixture all of the time. But he continues to deliver. Um, St. Maximam. He's fun to watch, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Newcastle were fun to watch last week. They wow. were. Uh, Wolves, Tottenham, Palace, next three, then Chelsea, but then Brighton and Brentford. It could be an option. And uh, he's, he's um, 6.8 million, so maybe so. Uh, Armstrong for Southampton, they've got good fixtures after the Chelsea game. Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Villa and Norwich. So Armstrong, again, is a good third striker. Um, you could go for a Watford player if you want an enabler, Josh King or Dennis. 
um, or Jimenez. So I think for, for me, when I look at the options here, you've got your short-term whatever iffy, iffy butts of Rodrigo's and your potentially at maximum, be more solid longer-term options of Armstrong and Jimenez, if I'm piecing it together, or Ivan Tony because I think he looks class, actually. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are, Scotty. What would you do? Three strikers. Yeah, so I I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, like I say you've got to go Lukaku, and yeah, even Antonio just looks probably one of the best players in the Premier League this season. And I've not had him in for one week, so that probably says why I'm nervous and basically bottom <laughs> of that all the all the leagues I'm in. Um, them two, and then plus one, and yeah, you've kind of sold me on Raul Jimenez. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to get him in this week, and I think that's it's quite exciting. And their fixtures is the. Fixtures are a bit naughty, aren't they? Yeah, so. Newcastle at home, Villa away, Leeds away, Everton at home, Palace away, West Ham at home. And I think this fixture one actually goes on even longer. Um, I mean, I've gone a little bit far and they go down a little bit. Uh, but then, yeah, 13 Norwich away and then Burnley at home. Nice. So the fixtures are great until game week 15. And now he's got going. He's a good differential. He's he's one of those where, if you'd, if you'd have said... Couple of seasons ago, as a player that you think you'd have in at the start of the game, um, that you, you know not everyone would have, um, you would yeah. you would have Raul Jimenez in. He was so consistent, wasn't he? And one of the main reasons they were, you know, hitting Europe and hitting the heights. And as soon as he got injured, they couldn't score for Toffee, could they? No. So um, yeah, well, quite exciting. Um, maybe maybe look at Huang if they uh, if he starts starting a bit. He yeah. has looked pretty good in what he he's has. done so far. He was on my list: five point five million and two percent ownership um my very very long list of players i was looking at in terms of trying to put the best draft together uh to summarize on that then in terms of if i was wild carding right now a few few ifies and buts which i like is my new phrase um ramsdale and sanchez probably my two favorite keepers foster keep an eye on in terms of defense i think trent unless you're here otherwise you go for either can uh, cancelo or diaz and then Alonso or Rudiger, I think, probably is the other ones. If you want to go another one at the back, maybe look at Aspilicueta, and then you pair them with Livramento and one of the cheap player. Midfielder-wise, I think actually it's Salah, and then one of the Everton choice, one of the one of the Crystal Palace boys, um, probably maybe maybe like a Ben Rama, he still seems to be delivering. And then I'd, I'd have Rafinha, um, maybe one of the, the, the Arsenal guys as well. So out of that, that's what it would be a bunch of. I think if I was wildcard now, I'd probably go Saka, Saka, Rafinha, Decore, uh, Ben Rama, maybe that was. Um, but yeah, something along those lines. And then up front, Lukaku, Antonio. If you can afford him, and that's great. If you can go for someone a little bit cheaper, Ivan Tony or Armstrong for me. I think, but I, I prefer Tony. So. That, uh, that summarises that chat nicely. Going to fixture of the weekend, 11 o'clock deadline this Saturday before the Man United-Everton game at 12.30 in terms of kickoff. Uh, captaincy choices for the weekend, for me, is relatively straightforward with Liverpool and Man City playing each other, um, Spurs being rubbish at this very moment in time, uh, Man United playing Everton and also looking a little bit rubbish. It's Chelsea at home to Southampton. Um I don't care if Southampton have kept a couple of clean sheets and they conceded one goal in the last three. It's irrelevant to me in terms of this. I think it's Lukaku against Southampton as my option and choice. I think Brentford might cause West Ham a few more problems than anybody actually thinks. Um, Scott, any other takes on that? Uh, no, that's the you've got to go Lukaku. You absolutely do. That was nice and nice and straightforward. Wanted to touch on the apprentices team very briefly for podcast listeners. Sanchez and Batman are his keepers. Livermento, Marcel, Trent, Cody, and Ailing are his defenders. Gray, Ben Rama, Jota, Basuma, and Torres. And then up front, Antonio, Ronaldo, and Harry Kane. Um, so this week I've already spoken to uh, to the apprentice. Obviously, Kane. Uh, is out for Rom. <laughs> Shock horror. That was obviously the move to make this week, which weirdly still frees up a bit, a bit of money. Um, so he did have two free transfers for this week. I'm still yet to hear if he's going to know uh, anybody else he's going to make changes for. But 47 points, beat me and you this week. Um, and definitely starting to get a grip of what he wants to do with his team. Um, we're going to do a meet the manager with him in the next couple of weeks uh, and a, a little chat with him as a, hopefully to get him on the podcast to do a bonus video. So really looking forward to, to that one to see what, how he's found the first, what would be seven game weeks of the season at that point. This really close up graphic, really close up, isn't it? This is the pod team. So 
We've brought Alonso in, Decore in, and Lukaku in for Shaw, Greenwood, and Dennis. So we've made those changes this week. Um, main reasons being are because I think Greenwood hasn't looked anywhere near as good with Ronaldo in the team. So it was between Jota and Greenwood who we got rid of for Decore. I think it's a solid option. Uh, and then obviously Lukaku for Dennis was an easy one. And then being able to bring in Alonso, we could afford to do so because we had 5.5 saved up in Shaw in the first place. Looking at this team, we still have all of our chips in play. Um, the Any concerns about our team right now, Scott? When you look at this squad, is there any players in here that you think we really need to get in uh, really soon or, or, any, or anything about this you think needs changing? No, I or think it's very solid. It's very solid all around, isn't it? Um, so... No, not really. No, I, I, I think you've got your dangerous players and your Lukaku and your Salah. Um, you can't have everyone at the end of the day, can you? And then you're covering your West Ham with Ben Rama. You're covering your Everton with Decore. Covering your Chelsea's run with Alonso. Um, anyone else, I think, for Chelsea and City is too scary for rotation. Um, Tony's looking good. Antonio's looked good all season. I think it's a very solid team. I don't think there's no need to even think about wildcarding yet. Yeah, I agree. Um. The only thing is for next week, obviously not this week, I mean, this week we look pretty set up. Um, I mean, I'm not, not too happy about having three Liverpool players play Man City, but Trent won't play anyway. Um, my only my only thing, because obviously then when Trent doesn't play, if Ailing's injured, then Livermento comes in against Chelsea. But anyway, it is what it is. We've got playing players, so it's fine. Um, what... Makes me a little bit anxious is is the is the not having a city defender for the game weeks to come, so we'll have to look at those uh, moving forward anyway. Um, apologies if you got a bit of a feedback there if it cut out a little bit on the, on that one. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the pod team, and uh, that's the wrap up for this week. So uh, thank you ever so much for joining us on the uh, All in Fantasy Premier League show. Don't forget to smash hit the bell button to subscribe. And uh, to our YouTube channel, obviously, follow us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And please follow us on our social media channels, All In Football Pod and All In Football P on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. Thanks ever so much for joining us this week. And uh, I'll uh, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs>